You're listening to the Spandex Power Armor Podcast. The Info Wars of Tokusatsu. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spandex Power Armor Podcast. This week it's important because it is indeed Episode, episode X. X. What's so important about that? Not much, really. Just a general discussion thing. Uh, if we were a better organised cast, we'd probably have some special on whatever popular toku series there is, but... Yes, we've been doing it for ten weeks. You should care. We should care, but then what can we really tie into X? We've already talked about Foundation X. I've yet to watch Kamen Rider X. I want to say we could try X-Aid, but no, not yet. We could try Ultraman X. Which one was Ultraman X again? That's the, I think that was the last one to use the, the Spark Dolls. It was, um, I remember the Ultraman with, like, the uh, the weird headphone ears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the one he kept, uh, he had, like, uh, armor from different monsters, things like that. Like, he got, like, Gamora claws. It was an okay series. I, I did like that the, um, um, Ultraman X and, um, I can't remember the, uh, the host name. I think it was Daichi or something like that. They had more of a kind of rapport because, um, like, the, uh, the Ultra would actually was actually stored in the uh, the transformation device, which is like a phone communicator thingy. So they'd actually talk, they'd actually talk to each other and stuff like that. It's pretty neat. That definitely sounds interesting. I wish we really, I really should have prepared for that for episode, episode X. X. But eh, oh well, sod it. We're just going to be a general discussion chat. Oh boy. And so before we get started in discussing the toss. A reminder that this podcast is sponsored by tokutoystore.com. A loss of Krispy Kreme in our strange April Fool's Day slash Power Rangers Obsession episode. I'm glad you've recovered from the Krispy Kreme Obsession, by the way. Reminds um. us that we have an actual decent sponsor who provides pretty decent imported goods. And the Krispy Kreme also provided donuts. Yeah, well, we we don't care. donuts you need. People aren't listening to a tokusatsu podcast to get adverts about donuts. They want toku stuff. That's where Toku Toy Store comes in. Pish posh. Next thing you'll say is that people didn't go to see Power Rangers to see Krispy Kremes either. Well, no, they came there to see Jason David Frank. That's Jason David Frank or is it himself? Uh, Saban's Jason David Frank is Jason David Frank sponsored by Krispy Kreme as himself. It's exactly as God intended. But if we must talk about anything other than Krispy Kremes, then definitely check out Toku Toy Store. They do imported goods, and if you're in Europe, well, it's probably your best bet. We got Kamen Rider gummies, yo. Gummies for days, boy. So before we go off on a massive tangent over everything, we've caught up on Q-Ranger. In fact, I've binged the last three episodes because I've been avoiding it. Not intentionally, just college work. Stuff getting in the way. <laughs> Real life commitments. How dare I have a life? You can't have a life on a podcast. So yeah, last three episodes, but a lucky development, which was supposed to be hammy development, and everyone loves Dragon Pimp. Oh, who doesn't? Well, there are some people who love him a bit too much. We'll not talk about the furry community here. But shall we just talk about something actually in the series rather than the terrifying reality of fandoms? They call him Dragon Daddy. Let's 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 just get away from this. It's like Doggy Kruger all over uh, again. Um, uh, Ranger, what what's going on? I'm having Nam flashbacks. So yes, uh, Dragon Pimp has finally gotten his uh, Ranger form. So this is not the uh, the form we saw as adver- advertisers uh, widely. It's slightly different. I mean, say same. Color, same helmet, but his chest's a bit different. The uh, kind of dome in the middle there is kind of a grey thing, different belt, uh, different gloves. It's interesting, it's similar enough to the Q-Rangers, but different enough to make me think that maybe this is like a like a previous uh, Q-Ranger team kind of costume they had going on before the, uh, the current team, you know what I mean? That does seem like a pretty cool idea, especially considering they had a bunch of Q-Tamas beforehand. Yeah, and um, yeah, in a previous episode, um, Dragon Pimp did say that he'd... Um, yeah, been out tracking down all the uh, all the Q globes, so it's kind of it makes sense. 
You mean in the stories where he just BSs that he did it all on his own, and Naga just looks at the camera like, I, I think he's lying. I'm interested to see how they, um, how they have him getting like a new suit, whether or not he just gets like a like a little skirt thing attached to make the, the trench coat bit. Well, I know how he works. He mugs Kamen Rider Wizard, <laughs> and makes both shows even better. I just love the way he transforms. He uses the pimp cane. Absolutely, yeah, it's great. I love it. No one cares that his name is Joe Longbow. He is he is Dragon Pimp. What about him does not scream pimp? His long coat kind of you know, it's been tricked out, he's got a cane. There's the absence of hose. What about Raptor? Don't say that about Waifu. One thing that's always bothered me about Dragon Pimp though is his little little flappy mouth. It bothers me. It's just kinda of little it's just too little. I don't think they need to put that much effort into a mouth. It's like it's got a little jaw, works alright. I don't know, but he's like a major character. Just could they not have made the mouth Bigger. A bigger character needs a bigger mouth. That's why Lucky has like a five foot wide, gaping wet mole. It's like, you're so lucky. Well, you say a bigger character, but there's not much too Lucky, you know? Oh, yeah, but there's the ego, the sense that he rolls a d20 and everything. Well, it's not even that much of an ego. I mean, um, Spard has a bigger ego than Lucky does. He's like a cosmic force of, of luck. Yeah. I've actually been keeping track of the last three episodes. I call it the lucky count. Every time he says, Yosha lucky. Talk and about uh, lucky. Yeah, I talk about lucky. And yeah, episode six, he said it four times. Episode seven, five times. And in the last episode eight, he only said it about twice, to my knowledge. Coincidentally enough, we are actually talking about Lucky. I don't mind characters having um, catchphrases, but when when like half the group has like a catchphrase, and you've got like, OQ, um, talk about Lucky... Um, Sparta's weird hand tick thing he does. One's enough. I like to think that Lucky does that catchphrase every time something happens, even if it's expected. Toast comes out of the toaster. Wow, talk, talk about, about Lucky. Lucky. My card got accepted in the ATM machine. <laughs> talk about Lucky. It's like the the inverse of uh, Kotaro Minami. Instead of blaming everything on uh, Golcom, he just attributes everything to luck. I tied my shoes without tripping over. Talk about Lucky. I didn't die of flesh-eating virus. Talk about, <laughs> Talk lucky. about lucky. Even though I lost 15 feet of bow. <laughs> Talk about Lucky, though. Two new villains have been added to the series recently, Ikogen and Madako, and I rather like them because, you know, oh, it's yeah. like we got villains and everything. But the problem is, because one, obviously based on a squid, Ika, the other one, Madako, Taco, Octopus, they keep making puns for everything. They have to include it in every sentence. You can hear him saying Ika, Ika, Ika. Every word is Ika. And, oh god, Madako just saying, ending something that reminds you of Taco. Q-Ranger is layering on the puns, and yeah. I thought Dragon Pimp was the most we'd get from it. But then you showed me something on how they transport the Q-Tamas. They play oh, yes. pool with it. Yes. And what do they hit the pool balls with? A Q. That just breaks everything. Just everything is pun. One thing concerning me about Madaka, though, she's obviously wearing fetish gear. It's weird. Like, she's got this weird kind of uh, pinafore thing, but, like, her chesticles are sticking out of holes in it, and she's got, like, actual panties on. Panties are a word that you can't say without feeling like a pervert, and yet they're there. Yeah, do you know why it's transparent, though? Why? So you can see her taco. See, I'm more concerned about her uh, takoyakis just completely on display there. Ah, lovely pair of takoyakis. <laughs> I mean, at, at least Candelera had the decency to have a kind of corset on. Yeah, it's just like, nah, octopus woman boobs. What are you going to do about it? What is it about Sentai villains and just being weirdly sexual? 
I know, and we know this is going to be a Power Rangers thing. Oh, yeah. And the kids are going to see this. This is going to raise a new generation of DeviantArt members. This is the reality. It's going to be like that. It's amazing. Japan's like, no, screw it. I know it's a kid's show, but let's just stick something with panties in. It's like in Kamen Rider O's where there was a cat monster that was obviously wearing a corset. And... Oh, yeah. Didn't she have like... Oh, no. I think there was one in Blade that had nipple rings, I swear. Ah. I swear there's like this weird cat woman thing. Like a weird, uh, had like this weird Egyptian thing going on. I had like nipple rings. Japan, have a cold shower, please. It's like an anime, like uh, where, where, with the weird boob animation. I mean, like, um, Is that High School of the Dead style? Are they going to have Matrix boobies any time now? Like Thunderblast from Transformers Cybertron, where from certain angles she actually has boobs with nipples on. Just let these people go home to their wives, please. Just give them a quick spray with a water bottle. Just, <laughs> no. no. Down no. boy. What's this? This villainess has panties on. Bad. Squirt, squirt, squirt. Bad. Well, that's what happens with Marvel. Wait, your protagonist is white and male? No, no! Bad. Bad. I don't care if our sales are falling. Bad. You're definitely not the reason why our sales are falling. Our fan base are just racist. Ah. Yes, yes, clearly Toei. A weirdly high pervert population in their design crew. You think with the American involvement, it'd be toned down just a little bit. It's like, nope, octo tits. It feels like we're making too big of a deal out of this. Just remember that this is a uh, kids' show in which one of the uh, like a prominent villainess has actual underwear on and nothing else. It's weird. This can't be like a weird kind of values, um, you know, incompatibility because you know Americans were involved in this. Just, just it's Pansu. It's the Pansu beast. Weird. I did like Ikagin's design. That was oh, like yeah. a cross between chaos and a Fuwajuzo. Yeah, the funky it's great. thing. Like he's got this. Uh, he's, I love the fact that he's got like pockets, like actual pockets in his in his coat, and he just kind of walks around with his hands just kind of shoved in there. I don't want to know where Madako keeps her hands when they're not in use. No oh, thanks, Governor. None of that for me. All in all, weird design choices aside, I do like these two. It's like um, yeah, these assassins employed by um, Jarkmat. They're kind of like um, Stinger was initially, and his brother is currently. It's a really good idea. It's just uh, Pansu. You're better than this. Still, Epic ended on a really good cliffhanger. Oh yeah, Dragon Pimp transforms and runs into the fray, and then it just kind of cuts. I'm really looking forward to uh, this week's episode. It's gonna be really cool to see kind of his backstory and uh, how he and um, the two assassins know each other because the way. Um, they talk. It's you know, like they've had some kind of history. I'm calling it now. They were allies before. Uh, obviously. Well, there was some connection. Uh, they fought. Yeah. Or they knew each other. And he's been having a nice long fight with them. That's why he was worried about yeah. the Q-Rangers actually encountering them. Hmm. They could shoot down like the little mecha things. Yeah, the little... Uh, what are those things called? I don't know. They don't give them... Oh, Voyagers! Voyagers! Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, Q-Rangers pretty promising so far. I mean, we're only on episode 8 and... I mean, they're... Oh, no. <laughs> the cat's on me now. It's... Uh... Come on. Here, Tigger. You never know true fear until Tigger climbs on you. Tigger the spandex power armor cat, everyone. I've still got marks from when he bit me last time. He bites everyone. So my favourite uh, of the two transformation devices they've shown us so far is the biting transformation gun. Do you... Oh, you casual. Oi. Stop using the definition from the wiki. It's the Gabo Gabo Henshin Jew. I like saying things in English. I can't remember that last bit. It's a pimp cane that doubles as a rifle. This is some Saints Row level stuff. <laughs> I don't actually make, well, did make um, guns that were in um, canes at some point. It was like that uh, a weird experimental time in gun development in the Old West. What can I make into a gun? It's like this weird kind of Kickstarter thing that had going on back there. If you could get someone to invest in you making a gun, you could pretty much make anything you want. I think that's when the, uh, you know, those knuckle duster knife gun combos came out. Yeah. I really want one. I mean, they're awful, but it's a knuckle duster knife gun. I think if you ever jumped in the street and you pull that out, they'll be more perplexed by what the hell it is. 
<laughs> it won't kill, it'll just confuse. No, yeah, I mean, all in all, a, uh, a gun cane. Pretty neat. I'm glad it's a gun cane. They're not saying like it's some kind of gun sword. Because that's one thing that's always bothered me in Super Sentai when the like the swords are uh, like just rods. I don't know. Think about Kamen Rider Baron. It says he has a spear. <laughs> it's like a lance thing that he uses as a sword. Yeah, I don't think the like... Japanese really learned how um, jousting worked. It's like hitting a guy with an elongated traffic cone. It's pointless. Yeah, no, I haven't finished um, Gaim yet. Does he actually? Does he ever actually use it to joust? I cannot remember. I've really it's been like a couple of years since I watched Game, but it happens. We'll talk about Game some other time because wow, we can get a lot of salt from Game. You know what? I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna say it now. I didn't like Game because Kota was just such a moron. The only time I ever actually liked him was when he first gets the um, the Sengoku driver and he just kind of keeps transforming. Oh yes, he does it in his room. He just kind of transforms and flops down on his bed. He's like, "Hey, sis, look, I transformed." <laughs> well, I mean, if you were given a transformation device, is that not the first thing you would do? Oh, definitely. A friend of mine once told me to view Kota as a young Akiradate coming right of birth, and it does make a bit more sense because he's an impulsive meathead. But it doesn't work if it's the main rider. He's only useful when he's being manipulated by other people. Yeah, you want a you want a main character with agency, you know? Yeah. Yeah, someone, someone you can get behind, but if you know, he's constantly being manipulated, then you don't really care. So, next up is the news that Poppy, is going to be a rider. I'm only hoping that Kamen Rider Poppy isn't as bad a rider as Kota. Then again, that bar is pretty, pretty <laughs> low, so obviously things can work. I don't know, I mean, I've got faith in her, but I just wish she'd have a more kind of conventional Kamen Rider suit for like the first main regular one that isn't like a, a movie exclusive thing, you know what I mean? I swear it's a dude in that. It, it always bothers me. Look at it, it's a dude. Why, is it? Is it the manly thighs? <laughs> it's it's the shoulders and, and the waist. That's why it's got armour, it's bulky. It's supposed to look yeah, ambiguous yeah, for the wearer. It's not though. That's just fabric. Yeah. Uh, I'm just quite upset that she's a villain rather than a protagonist. Yeah, she's starting off as a villain. I, I, I think she's going to become like a protagonist later on, you know? It's, oh, hopefully. I yeah. mean, what happens when there's a brainwashed protagonist? She'll come back eventually. Absolutely. Same All thing happened in Ghost. She'll come back. I really hope so. She's yeah. one of the few highlights, despite it being very camp and bizarre. Yes, uh, the few episodes I have seen of XA because I'll be damned if I'm going to watch it soon. I'm going to make you watch it. I'll tie you down. We're going to watch it. I know I have to, but that doesn't mean I have to want to either. We'll make a drinking game of it. <laughs> Every time a cool special effect happens that look like rotoscoping, we'll take a shot. It's the only way to get me through it. I did like Poppy. She was um, she was fine. I just, maybe it's explained after I kind of stopped watching it why she has like um, three forms. You know, like nurse, office worker, and just weird... Um, Hatsunemiku ripoff. I don't know. I like it how she just like changes personalities on a dime. Say that name and just boom, hang on, crap, we've got an idol on our hands. But why? Why not? Yeah, no, I mean, but, but, but why? Why make, why make, why fuse three characters into one? I mean, sure, it means you don't have to pay so many actors, but do you need to have those three other characters? Yeah, because it's like, okay, she's wearing different clothing, woo, different personality change. You got actual serious one, then you've got. Wah! That's that's the only way. You can only explain a personality like that. Genki Desuka. Still, it makes a bit more sense than Octopussy. Oh. <laughs> Why did I not use that one? <laughs> I'm just also kind of upset there isn't any evidence of her using the Doremi for beat gashat yet. Maybe she'll use it later on, you know? There's no reason why she can't. She's got a driver that can use gashats. 
You know those YouTube videos where it shows you how the drivers are used? I saw a video of one guy putting two Dory Me for Beat ones in a gamer driver, and it was some strange cacophony, and it was oddly beautiful. That's something Poppy would use. We can but hope. Yeah, the um the buggle drivers kinda remind me of the um transformation things from um from Q Ranger, like how they're like a, a weird gun thing on a strap. But you don't use it like a gun even though it's right there and When I first saw the Caesar Blasters kind of being announced, I thought you'd be able to kind of slide them off. The, um, the the weird bracing you got in the arm and kind of be able to use them as a normal gun. No, they're just automatically engineered for drive-bys. It's like <laughs> instant gangster. Pew, pew, pew. That's what they're training Japanese children for, to be gangsters, and that's why they've got the octopus hoe. This is what you get when you're a space gangster. You get octopus women in see-through clothing. Yeah. I think I'd rather be a law-abiding citizen, thank you, Governor. So, terrifying revelations about anthropomorphic octopus physiology aside, we've got a bit more news from the Ultraman front, because we sure don't talk much about that. Yeah, actually, I mean, that's a bit weird. You need to watch more Ultraman. But Redman is all I need. We've got an announcement for a, uh, a new Ultraman. Ultraman Zed? Yeah, Zed. See, when I first saw it, it was, uh, I saw it spelled as Z-E-E-D, but... Now it's Weebs. Weebs spell it different ways. We X-E-A-D? don't trust them. AD? I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. All we have so far is a logo and a silhouette with the the colour timer and the eyes shown. The eyes make him look evil. It's a lot like Belial's design. It's just very odd for a good ultra. It looks like a movie exclusive villain. Or like the, uh, I can't remember, I can't remember the monster's name. That monster can turn into uh, like an evil version of Ultraman and he's just kind of, everything's kind of pointy. Like the ears are pointier, the eyes are pointier. Oh, Chayo. Uh, but yeah, you know what I mean? He just looks evil. I don't know, maybe there's... It's just in the design, maybe they'll show some actual colour. With colour, it'll look fine. Maybe, hmm. maybe they're going for like an edgy Shadow the Hedgehog kind of thing. Original the character. Do not steal. <laughs> Nothing personnel, kid. This is the second time Transform we've referenced behind this. You. I don't know, I mean, I'm, I'm down to clown. I, I like Ultraman. Maybe they're doing something different with this. I liked what they did with Orb. I wonder what gimmick they'll do with this one, because... Yeah, because we have the uh, yeah. Spark Dolls, the um, the cards... Let's think of a new design quickly. I'm thinking... Cigarette lighters. He'll transform with a cigarette lighter. He <laughs> nicks cigarette lighters in order to transform. That's what I'm going for. He hasn't got a device, he just nicks lighters. <laughs> and he, you know, he counters people in the street, he's like, Oh mate, can I, you got a fag? And then as soon can as they pull... light, mate? Yeah. As soon as they pull a lighter out, he's like, mine. He just hoards cigarette lighters. You know what? As a uh, weird kind of beta capsule. Actually, they could do a, a beta capsule that looks like a cigarette lighter, couldn't they? Hoards it all in his house. As soon as a small fire happens, the whole place goes up in flames. Where did this come from? I don't know. I'd like an Ultraman version of Hoarders. He's just got some serious hoarding disorder. We need more mentally unstable Ultra hosts. <laughs> His thing is he nicks lighters. Up until now, the last few um, Ultras that had their colour timers kind of based on like the... The first letter of their name, so like, uh, Victory had a V, X had an X, Orb had an O, and I was expecting, like, I was wondering how they do, like, a Z for, um, Z, and, well, they didn't, they just gave us another V. It's another V, woo, it's, it's okay, it fits into the design, it oh, looks yeah. like it's going to be part of an armour-looking thing. Yeah, they've got like, these weird kind of pointy shoulder things going on, so I guess we're going edgy this time. Well, no, it seems more like there's going to be quite a bulky chest plate, it's a bit like armour in Mass Effect, I'd say. Yeah. It's going for that sort of design, make it look more armoured, not so much skin-tight latex. No, I mean, uh, well, we don't really know much about him, but I don't know, I'm open to it. He's hope he's uh, red and silver this time, rather than uh, orbs, red, silver, and black. Oh, right, you don't like mixed race ultras, you racist. Well, I just don't like, I just don't, I don't think different colours should mix, you know, they should all just stay separate but equal. <laughs> <laughs> oh... 
Yeah, it's, it's a fun thing because um, whenever an Ultra show has someone who's both red and blue, the season's only three-fifths as long. <laughs> no, yeah, the uh, red Ultras and the blue Ultras, they just shouldn't mix. In fact, I think we should keep all the uh, the blue Ultras to some kind of, uh, kind of designated um, kind of housing area, you know, some kind of... Um, uh, reservation or ghetto, if you know what I mean. Just kind of just keep them there so they can keep to their own kind, just away from the Red Ultras. Ultraman Trump has spoken. <laughs> Actually, would a, uh, an Ultra Trump be uh, like just an orange Ultra? <laughs> Actually, yes. I know we discussed earlier that Ultra Putin would be a thing. Oh, so wait, wait, like his um, his ray would instead just be like a wall he uh, shoots out of his arms. Yeah, it just blocks everything, just forces them out, just moves. We're going to make a wall... And make the Baltans pay for it. That's probably why they fled to Earth. <laughs> because they were exiled by Ultra Trump. Ultra Trump walled off um, Baltan's planet. Do Kamen Riders need to pee? Like when they're in the suit? Huh. Well, I mean, huh. well, it depends which one. Okay, better question. Does Takeshi Hongo need to pee? Depends. How much of him internally is meat? Well, I mean, not a fat lot. Have you seen the cutaway diagrams and magazines? Does he have a bladder? There should be some sort of filtering system because he might have some semblance of a circulatory system. And so there's got to be something to filter all the crap that gets in the blood after all the metabolism and poisons and everything. Does he even need to eat? I thought he just lives off justice. I didn't expect for any great hero of justice. It's kind of like a perpetual motion engine, if you will. The more justice they deal out, the more sustained they become. We're looking at a fairly recent cutaway pick now, because the earlier ones were kind of naff and just bare-bones robot stuff. Mm. And it does look kind of cool in a sort of cyborg sense. you got fake muscle and... Nightmarish. Can you imagine... I mean, if he, if he were to, like, press himself, like, you know, kind of press against his uh, chest or something, I don't think it would be soft. Is his skin even real? Well, there's obviously skin, yeah. No, 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 but like, is it real skin, like the skin he was born with? Or is it like synthetic stuff that we, Shocker made? We don't have the skin that we're born with. It sheds constantly. Oh, look at me, I understand how biology works. Well, yes. I went to... Okay, look. Why would be? Why would there be effort in making an artificial skin where it's like, okay, here's skin, it grows over things, it naturally regenerates. And because you can see capillaries and everything in the cutaways, there's something to keep the skin going. Was it to keep the skin going or just to keep his brain going? Both. Yeah, but what? I mean, like, I mean, it could very well be like synthetic skin they made. It's just. I'd say it's organic skin. How else does he look all old and soggy? If it were fake skin. Well, it's because he hasn't got his own series anymore, so he doesn't have enough justice to sustain himself. He's just living from movie to movie. <laughs> You're right. Actually, what does Kamen Rider One do? I mean, the last time we saw him in his downtime was in that Kamen Rider One movie, and he was just in Thailand, beating up some uh, you know, gangster types. Well, there is one thing he does that isn't really documented between movies. He goes to Furcons, gets confused, and starts punching people, thinking they're agents of Shocker. <laughs> Shocker's monsters are a bit uh, weirder than I remember. Who is this dragon daddy? I must slay him. Why are those monsters in a pile together? Oh, Why are they moaning? Why are they taking off their clothes? Ah! What is this suit? and can I beat it? What is a glomp? No, not the glomp! It's the extent to which a rider is um, cyborg guised augmented it's interesting i mean you got they range from um well the manga version of takeshi hongo ended up being an actual robot his uh, mind was downloaded into a computer and transferred into a new robot body after he was killed by the shocker riders it can range from that to uh rider man who just lost an arm he's like the batman of um, riders he has actually no real powers aside from his gadgets that he can plug onto his arm. I feel sorry for Stronger, because he can't pet kitties without setting them on fire. So you say that like it's a bad thing. No, you only want to set my cat on fire. He's bitten me one too many times. But what about Heisei and Neo Heisei riders, though? Do you think they need to pee? Oh yeah, they're just people in suits. 
But what if they're doing stuff for so long? I mean, is there some sort of catheter built into the power armor, or do oh. they just go and let it pool up there? Maybe Super 1, since that was made for um, space exploration. I know, but like I'm talking like Heisei and stuff, stuff that doesn't seem planned, stuff like, here's this young person, quick, take this. I wouldn't think so. I mean, they're not, they're not fighting for that long, maybe like five minutes at most. That's quite depressing, really. It's like, here's all this cool gadget stuff, it's not really meant for long-term engagements. For the love of God, don't do this if you need to take a leak. Well, I mean, you can use any long-term engagements, you just need to you know, end the fight before you need to take a slash, or... You know, just excuse yourself for a moment and go behind a bush. Is there a convenient hole or something? I understand with, like, Forza, there's got to be, like, some huge space nappy. Like, the same <laughs> way that astronauts do it. But what if, like, it's Deno and you need to take a leak? Is there just, like, a hatch in platform? I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, you're wearing clothes right now. I mean, what happens if you need to take a leak? I remove my belt. Well, there we go, then. That's probably what the riders yeah, but do. what if it's, like, you need to be constantly alert? Well, then you just... You go before you transform. Soldiers have zippers. Come on, they just, like, pull out their flies... And take a pee behind a bush and then get strangled by Bruce Willis. Untransforming is probably quicker than uh, unzipping a fly, you know? It's, all you have to do is just unclip the belt and... I know, but if you transformed, you can have one hand guiding the stream and the other with your funky weapon or gun or something just out, like... Only the highest quality content from SpandexParama.com. We ask the real questions. How do common riders pee? There's some intended to just, untra you know, just untransform and go like a normal person. Oh great, thanks for ruining it with common sense, nerd. It's weird that uh, Ishinomori has this weird thing for uh, for cyborgs, you know? Well, when all of your diet consists of cigarettes and pots, <laughs> you'll start to think everything's a cyborg. If you can run on smoke, so do they. He's, he's like a, an ancient guy, he's like a steam-powered um, cyborg, he just... It just all that smoke he's uh, pumping out, that's just steam from his engines. Just Japanese Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it pretty much was, except for the uh, the wrapping. Actually, imagine if Snoop Dogg made his own manga. I wouldn't be adverse to that, actually. Can you imagine it happening? Or Kanye doing his own Toku series? Kamen Rider Yeezy. That would be amazing. And there isn't really a fight, it's just him defeating them really quickly, and then getting lots of girls and money. But then he turns it down at the end of each episode because he wants to be just a person. He's just constantly virtue signaling the whole time. Who'd win a fight between Kanye and Shire? 4chan. Paul would win. They organised the fight in the first place. <laughs> they get Kanye to wear a Pepe shirt. Well, did you hear about the um, that 4chan Tumblr war thing that went on? Turns out Paul organised that. It was, it was between B and Tumblr, and turns out Paul poked them both to begin with and had them fight amongst themselves just to watch. Bloody hell, Paul. Yeah. So is Paul just the Kugami from Kamen Rider O's <laughs> of the internet? Minus the cakes. Yeah, they just don't and bake. plus the keks. So instead of saying happy birthday, they say praise keck and just make everyone fight. <laughs> oh man, now I kind of want to see a Paul Rider, Kamen Rider keck, using the Chatelet driver. The most politically incorrect superhero. I want to see, like, um, Amazon and Shin do stuff together, you know? Well, nobody likes Shin, though. All the other riders are like, oh Shh, god, it's Shin. Don't say that. He goes with a Shin Amora will hear you. He'll come for you. Oh, he did. I woke up this morning with an afro. <laughs> That's his calling card. The thing is, I had a completely shaven head, I don't know how it started. It's kind of funny that pretty much the only person who actually likes Shin is a Shinomori. Hey, the guy was old, it's like, I want to do this design for something that's actually what I want. I always feel bad that he never got to make uh, Skullman. It'd be a bit too depressing for kids, though. I'm kind of sad that Shin never had anything major happen after that movie. Sure, he's around, but it's never really he's went into around. detail. Yeah. He's just there. They did something with the two blacks, but nothing to do with Shin. They even stick Jay in every now and then. Like, they've got something big happening. Go get him, Jay. Yeah, but only like twice. I know, but it's more than what they did with Shin. Poor guy doesn't even get a motorcycle. He runs behind everyone. Yeah, that was from the uh, the Heisei versus Showa movie, wasn't it? Where uh, the cartoons of all the riders driving along and then you got Shin just kind of just running to keep up. 
It was, oh god, just give him something. Let him do stuff. Or give him, like, a Kamen Rider Amazon-style rebooting slash redesign. Just something that seems less life is pain. Rex and I are convinced that Shin is depressed. I like to think that he tries to improve and get things, but the other riders just hide it or bin it. Like, he doesn't know where his scarf's gone, or they dumped his motorcycle in the river. Uh, Takeshi, look, I-, I got a scarf. When he's not looking at it, trying to find Takeshi, like, stronger, just nicks it. And This is your scarf? This is my scarf now. <laughs> they- two scarves. Hey, V3, look, I'm like, you've got three scarves. Two scarves, whatever. And then they place bets on how far Jay can boot him. No, no, the place bet on how long it'll take for him to try and kill himself again. Oh god, that's horrible. Give me a sec. He's like the David Yost of the show riders. Except he can't walk away from being a rider. I think that the only people who actually um, treat him with any kind of respect are the other two 90s um, movie riders. And that's just because they don't get much attention either. They sort of have to hang out around him, and they're like, oh god, not Shin again. We've got to make small talk, he's going to tell us about how he was in constant pain all night. <laughs> This is why the other show riders don't like us. Hey guys, I dreamt I was dead again. I found more blood in my stool, and uh, then I got some news saying my sister had died. I think I've got cancer, but I don't have enough money to get it checked out at the hospital. And it turns out, due to the regenerative rider powers, it just keeps coming back, and eventually I'm just going to choke to death on my own saliva. So anyway, that's how my birthday went. How are you guys? Just the most depressed he's character. Like, he's like the Eeyore of the group. I bet they staple a tail on him when he's sleeping. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have the, uh, this image of Stronger being like the uh, the asshole jock of the group. Like, I, I bet like Stronger just kind of sellotapes uh, kick-me signs. Oh, God. And they all do it with a flying ride kick. <laughs> it's sort of true, because he does not get any attention. I mean, it seems like his body language and stuff. Like, he just he's just like this kind of dopey, kind of a bit slow, and just kind of just wants to be involved, but isn't quite. And all of his descriptions are, Oh, he's going to kill everything inside. He is so dangerous. Even touching him will damage you. Ooh. He just wants to have friends. He does. He's just lonely. He isn't entirely dangerous. Just... Say hi. Be friendly. You don't even have to touch him. Just kind of wave at him. Just get him involved. Tell, ask him to do rider stuff with you. Like There's that clip I showed you from one of the Decade Net movies. Oh, where, Like yeah. a bunch of kids just kind of run at him and he can tell us the happiest he'll ever be. We love you, Shin. Your movie was crap, but you got a neat design. Just don't get too close. Just don't make eye contact. Don't touch us. No, no. Yeah. How much do you reckon he smells? Quite bad. Yeah. I think if he's constantly leaking venom and Some other things... Fluids. Yeah, it's like a Komodo dragon's mouth. It's just generally filthy. Maybe when he untransforms, he just wakes up covered and all that stuff, and he has to shower it off. <laughs> it's like a slip and slide. He can just slide his way home. Not even Amazon wants to spend too much time with him. Is it kind of convenient that the uh, the person who gets dropped in the Amazon is just is Japanese, and the person who needs to go to seek help to help him fight um, the, that week's um, cult is uh, is in Japan as well? Just happens. Yeah, it's circumstance. It's like the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> oh, just circumstance, all this stuff happened. Why not? Ancient Aztec surgery. Because that's one thing the filthy Spanish took away from the South American peoples. The ability to make cyborgs. The only way to defeat Aztec cyborgs is horses and smallpox. <laughs> now that uh, Amazon Season 2 is upon us, when they finish that, I'd like them to keep doing this kind of reimagining thing. I did hear that they uh, were thinking of doing one for like Super 1, uh, Rider Man, or something like that. I'm not sure how legit that is, because, uh, yeah, we know there's a lot of uh, a lot of false rumours going around from people like uh, Ranger Crew, things like that. I'd, I'd really like a Super 1 show, like a, 
like imagine like a dead space kind of survival horror type thing but like on a moon base so like um like super one space exploration things actually realize he goes into space like on the moon but like this moon colony they've got going on is like overrun by monsters he can finally into space (laughs) so are we saying that super one is polish base polish yeah super one cannot into space but now he can. That's why Forze could and Super One couldn't. He's like half Slav. I'd love for the uh, Shoah Riders to come back more and interact more with the, uh, with the like in the Heisei um, versus Shoah movie where they uh, get little interactions. It's just it's fun to see old and new kind of come together. The Japanese have a weird relationship with uh, white people in films, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Like the uh, the Futurians that were white were just English teachers, I think. It's like, oh, quick, white guys, stick them in, stick them in. It gets extra views. Go stick some white guys in. I think they were meant to be like uh, local celebrities, weren't they? In like the uh, the places they taught. I'm not. I'm never sure why that's a thing in Japanese film. I know in India, it's because of a caste system thing. It's like if you get hmm. seen with a white person, you're seen as yeah. a bit higher in the rankings. India is very strange, but then again, their tokusatsu is top notch. One day, Bollywood <laughs> will be <laughs> taken seriously. We get Bollywood themed riders. Yeah, it's weird that they've uh, got like a video game theme going for X Aid. But they didn't make the um, the gamer driver look like a video game console. Yeah, the buggle driver looks a bit like a like a Game Boy Advance, don't you think? Like with the the shape of it. I mean, it's, it's got a cool shape, and I'm really not sure why Japan have this obsession with game cartridges. Yeah, because the Switch has got cartridges now as well. I mean, we left this you know, this technology behind. Then again, it's now just a more of an SD card. But they really love their idea of cartridges. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I grew up with like uh, cartridge-based consoles, and I still, you know, I, I like cartridges. They're like, fun to click in. But I recognise the objective superiority of um, you know discs and you know digital downloads. It's why cartridges. More importantly, do you think the gashats taste bad? Or they put something <laughs> on the gashats to make sure the riders don't eat them. See, now that just makes me want to buy a gashat just to lick it. This is going to be the weirdest nearly fetish channel. It's like videos of you licking, licking. gashats. Let's see what this one tastes like. Mm, plastic. Let's see what this one tastes like. <laughs> Do it like a legit food review. Well, I'm getting some plastic from this one mixed in with paper for the sticker. Lead oh, paint, no. lead paint, oh no! <laughs> hey, Ranger. Yes, Rex? If someone dared you to drink all of the collected sweat from the Godzilla suit actors ever since the 50s, like in a great big bucket, and you, they gave you a day to drink the whole thing with a straw, and they'd like give you some large amount of currency, would you do it? So first off, I just want to clarify, we're still recording spandex power armor, not latex power armor, right? Yes. I've just run out of discussion topics, and I'm just thinking, would you drink a big bucket of sweat for five million quid? Given that most of the sweat will be around Pretty 60 rancid. or 50 years old, I'd say no. I have little colonies. I want to be alive to enjoy this currency, this hypothetical currency. So you wouldn't drink a whole lot of sweat? I would not drink a whole lot of sweat. Okay, back to important questions. If Godzilla eats radiation, does he poop? Does he even have an anus? According to DeviantArt, yes, terrifyingly enough. Why? But seriously though, I don't know, Radiovore probably doesn't need to do that, it just exudes things and sweat, that sort of thing. Well, does he even exude anything? Do we really see him give off any waste product at all? Maybe it's in the beam? Maybe it's just like a really, really big burp. Just ugh. Sorry, guys, I'm a bit gassy. Oh, God, I killed that guy. The only thing I can remember him, anyone talking about having, you know, kind of expel anything aside from a beam is, like, heat. The only thing I can remember, you know, anyone ever in the films talking about with him uh, expelling any any waste product would be him, like, uh, you know, expelling coolant in Godzilla Resurgence, whose gills, or, um, like, his spines being um, used to radiate heat, like like a stegosaurus. 
That makes sense. Do you think Rodan poops like a pigeon, like strategically craps a great big white gobbet of just ruin everyone's windscreen? Well, you know, given how much we see him act like in Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, I'd say, yeah, the thought has probably crossed his mind. That brings me to a question that's been bugging me for a while. How intelligent are most kaiju? It's on a spectrum, really. You get ones that are quite animalistic, others that are quite intelligent, just don't communicate. You've got Mothra, she's pretty clever. Yeah, so, I mean, Mothra, Rodan, Godzilla, and presumably King Ghidorah are all pretty intelligent. I'd say roughly about human level, since Godzilla and then Gross do, because they communicate. But, I mean, something like Baragon or Manda, I mean, are they... I mean, Manda's intelligent enough to not get involved in a fight, to just watch it. That's just instinct. Lazy ass. Instinct would be to run away from the giant, terrifying golden space dragon of death. Manda just wants to have a look at the, some guy getting curb stomped. Well, true, but then again, in Destroyal Monsters, they were being controlled by the humans, so you go fight them. Manda was just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, what does Mothra eat? Children. Sorted. She's the enemy of Gamera. Just eats children. No, I think that would be a Batra. That's why all those tribal people have such a low population. Just children. It requires children. It's a lot of biomass. That giant skeleton turtle thing. Mothra probably ate that. She's a hungry one. That's weird. Yeah, monster food consumption, whatever. See, well, you see Rodan picking up dolphins. Yeah, Baragon eats. Doesn't he eat horses or something? I think so, yeah. Gyra eats people in War of the Gargantuas, so some of them do have to eat, but they have to eat so much to maintain these bodies. Pulgasari eats lots of metal. He's pretty cool. Yeah, we love Pulgasari. Pulgasari is best kaiju. And we're not just saying that because we're based out of North Korea now. Toku Toy Store is definitely not a front for North Korean meth-dealing business. Please, Interpol, stop hounding us. Yes, just, you know, don't come and rescue us. We don't need rescuing. We're not being held on floor 35 of the Jush Tower. We're not being held at gunpoint. These guards cannot speak English. There aren't many kaiju you actually see eating. Like Mothra, not seen consuming anything. Hedora, well, obviously eating smog and stuff. Well, it's not so much eating as it is absorbing. Well, when you get that big... You just automatically absorb things next to you. That's how fat people can eat so much. They don't use their mouths. It just it just gets absorbed. It's like the blob. Oh, you should never sit next to one on the bus. Yeah, in fact, it's I like had to... It's like on, uh, on Doctor Who. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Peter Kay. Well, I think our cast is now going to get panned for fathead. Urgh, I'm 500 pounds and I'm not fat enough to absorb people yet. A few more cheeseburgers, you'll be sorted. Hashtag healthy at every size. Brah. I don't care if my arteries are clogged with cheese. You're turning into Mr. Plinkett a bit there. Kamen Rider x is the most disappointing thing since my son. What do you reckon the Showa Riders do in their downtime? Do you reckon they hang out? They do, just not with Shin. <laughs> he never gets invited. Nah, he's just there. Just kick him out, stick him in the streets, have him hunt down a few gangs. I can imagine one and two... Just constantly doing their thing because, hey, Justice never sleeps, but some of them have got to have some downtime. We see um, Takeshi kind of spend time with um, Tachibana's granddaughter. That's probably after a good 20 years of not having a break. <laughs> Didn't even get to go to Tahiti. Yeah, Ryder Man, on the other hand, he's got a timeshare there. Oh, he spent so much time there. I lost my memory again, guys. I'm sorry. I, I don't know where I was. I mean, you know, I'll be somewhere with a lot of sun. I mean, check out this tan. You're not sure Must be I'll a Golgon be. plot. Shut up, Kotaro. <laughs> Yes, Kotaro was a Golgon plot, but I got them, and a really sweet tan. Do you think Kotaro, at this point, from all the stress, has developed some form of dementia? It's <laughs> it, like your like your really senile grandparent. No, he's just got intense paranoia, like like uh, Kotaro Black and Kotaro Black RX are just kind of constantly just in their, in their flat, blacked out um, windows, 
like, yeah, one of those conspiracy boards with uh, yeah, everything's Golgum. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> look comput- to be funny, Golgum. <laughs> My computer got a virus, Golgum. So it's a bit like Billy's mum's basement in the Power Rangers movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they find Golgum and Krispy Kreme. Ironic enough, they weren't expecting that. Krispy Kreme. Japan are like, this is how we do sponsors. We fight them as enemies. They just straight up say it at the beginning of the end of an episode. You know, that bit where they got like the McDonald's logo on the camera and things. So, uh, that's just... a little bit more straight up, you know. I would, I, I, I'm fine with that. Well, that's how we do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've sold out. We've sold out for the sake of capitalism. Please accept this message from our sponsor slash overlord. What I really want to do is I really want to go to Japan and just kind of interview people on the street and show them like the um, the Power Rangers movie trailer just to get their reaction, you know? I think you'd just be some random guy who shows them things. You're a bit of a nutter. Like, not with a camera. You just run around with your phone screaming. Hey, check this out. Look, 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 look at this trailer. Isn't it cool? Look, they got Krispy Kremes in it. This is the weirdest attempt at viral marketing. <laughs> So at the time, I think one company tried to advertise a game by having a guy with a gun walk into a bar. Which game was this? I think it was a Splinter Cell one. Really, really poorly thought out marketing. Wait, does he? Uh, no, is it Ubisoft that owns um, Splinter Cell? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like Ubisoft. Yeah, because didn't they do that thing with um, like stage protest against that Dante's Inferno game they did? Really? That is actually kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, they um they got a bunch of people to um fake a protest outside their buildings to drum up controversy. Wow. Yeah. Oh, there was another one where they um I can't remember what the game was, but they filmed a bunch of mums watching the trailer and it's all this violent stuff. And they were like, "Yeah, mums hate it." That's the most '90s concept for an ad. Your parents hate it. You'll love it. Crocs. Get out of the recording room. Okay, I may have joined like a, a multi-level marketing thing, and we sell a lot of Crocs. And I just need to shift these. So if I, you know, if I can, sh- you know, shift a few more units by, you know, shilling on this so, cast. <laughs> look, don't judge me. Look, they fake said- sponsors we've had so far that you've been led into: Krispy Kreme, Crocs. I mean, what's next? Well, look, they said I can make a lot of money off of it. Okay, and I, I-, I believe them because I love money. Moving on, having watched a lot of recent Kamen Rider and Sentai, I'd say that GoBusters was the game of Sentai. In the sense that they tried something different, and it went down fairly well, but not enough for them to do the same thing in later series. Like, you can tell they aren't going to do a game in a while. They aren't going to have something with around three, four large plot arcs. They're sticking with, nope, Monster of the Week turn. In a very broad sense, I think I'd agree with you there. I mean, in specifics, they're two very different shows. I know, but just in terms of deviating from the norm of their respective series... Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about the GoBuster suits are the mouth plates. They're just too flat, you know. They need to have some lines there to kind of break it up. Like, uh, like Balance's uh, mouth plate in his Rangers form. Do you ever think that there may be a series that is so successful, or maybe they run out of ideas, that they just have a second series of them instead of a new show? You ever think there may be more to life than this? Well, they kind of cheat out a bit and do the same thing with Dino Force Brave. Like, okay, sure, let's use that. Just outsource it to the Koreans. Oh, yeah, that reminds me, apparently the first two episodes of that are out now. Of course, I speak neither Japanese nor Korean, so that's useless to me. How dare nothing be anglicised? Now we will forever squander everything. You see, this is why we need an empire again. Just take over Asia, just so we can enjoy these things in English. Here, have this language that's pretty much alien to you. Uh, learn it, and we'll be back for the tea bags. Yes, thank you. That's pretty much how the empire worked, isn't it? Oh, no, well, there was more opium back in the day. Yes, yeah, we need to give them opium in return and uh, ruin their lives. Right, I'll get started on the poppies, and you collect the tea bags. All right. Now that it's been revealed that the uh, the ending dance is 
a thing in universe for Q Ranger. Who thought it up, like in universe? Probably Dragon Pimp. He's like, okay, let's make all these sphere references, including the uh, the pelvic thrusts, especially the pelvic thrusts. Pimpin, it ain't easy. Well, yeah, if you were a great big purple pimp, you gotta have pelvic thrusts and things. So is this uh, is this what Snoop Dogg does then? Yes, Snoop Dogg is. The Western Ishinomori, and he's also real-life Dragon Pimp. Probably got the same cane. Cyborg 420. They <laughs> <laughs> uh. all have different ways of smoking weed. The equivalent of 007's ability is to, just t- is to transform into a bong. You know what I'd love? Go on. A Tokusatsu version of Cyborg 009. Oh, we can only dream, but it's a matter of how close to Ishinomori in terms of plot they'd go. Yeah, there has been, there's been talk of like a Western live-action 009 film since like 2006. With an all-white cast, probably. Well, they don't even need to, because it's a very, very multi-ethnic um, cast. You know, you've got like a... They'll do it anyway, you got a because half, China won't like it. Half Japanese, half white. You've got English, called Great Britain. Love it. You've got uh, someone from East Germany. You've got a uh, French, Yank, uh, a Russian, Chi- uh, Chinese guy. Is there eight from Kenya? I think it's some. I think I think it's specifically Kenya or Nigeria. You've also got Native American. It's weirdly that's oddly diverse for Japan. Yeah, especially Japan in the sixties. Uh, Shinomori wow. was very ahead of his time. That is Actually, very interesting. Funnily enough, in the first um, few anime adaptations of Cyborg 009, like we're talking about the black and white, the two black and white films in the anime that came from them, uh, Joe Shimomura, Cyborg 009, was changed to being full, fully Japanese because they don't want any of those dirty harfus. There we go, nice and pure, full-on Japanese protagonist. Except for female ones, we've got to have them as harfus. Because, hey, Sentai. Yeah, yeah. Um... That's one weird thing they always did. Was it until Battle Fever J, or...? I think it was only Peggy who was um, like canonically um, half Japanese, half American. Like, I mean, as a, as a uh, character, I think they may have used a bunch of um, half and half um, a- actors in the you know subsequent shows. Quite strange to see how Japan did things back in the day. Yeah, weird. Well, I mean, to us, Japan in general is weird. We probably seem quite weird to them. Absolutely, definitely. You're making things that aren't made from bean paste? Where's the rice? But, oh yeah, I mean, I'd be open to a live-action Cyborg 009. See, I'm not sure if I'd rather it be made by Americans or the Japanese, because if it's made by the Japanese, you can guarantee that the suits will look proper, they will look like they should. But if it's made by the uh, Americans, you can at least guarantee that it will have the proper... Um, ethnic makeup in the, with the Japanese, I'm not so sure they'd be able to find a Native American actor. Quick, brown someone up. <laughs> well, they would. They did that in the 60s. To do did with, they? Yeah, no, no, with the with the islanders in, like, uh, you know, whenever they needed them. Like, oh, yeah, you yeah, mentioned. Because I swear they got, like, um, like uh, tea and just kind of smeared over their faces to make them brown, but not too brown. Wow. Just makes me realise, was there a Japanese Al Jolson? Could be. Could be. Maybe he isn't born yet. Maybe vaudeville will make a comeback, and it'll be big in Japan. <laughs> well, Japanese are still pretty big on slapstick comedy in their shows, so vaudeville isn't out of the question. Japanese slapstick really is a very odd thing. Like, even in Den-O, there's a massive emphasis on slapstick. They did it well in Den-O, but a lot of the times, I'm not too fond of it. Yeah, in Sentai, it's kind of meh. Oh yeah, pretty much just uh, um, a matter of someone getting hit, or just them falling over when a bad joke's been told. Actually, no, Denno was pretty violent. You had Hannah greeting oh, the yeah. Imogen by punching them in the back of the head. Oh yeah, um, yeah, Hannah just beats them. She torments them simply because she can. She's had her world destroyed. 
She just hates their kind. She's a little bit racist, actually. On a semi-related note, because of the uh, Cyborg 009 versus um, Devilman thing that came out a few years ago, Devilman's actually getting a, uh, a new Netflix series, apparently. I'm pretty hyped for that. I love Devilman. Are we still doing that ad where mothers are watching it and they're getting <laughs> <a bit> disturbed? <laughs> Devilman, your mom hates it. Your kids love watching Satan beat people up. Do you want him watching that? Actually, no, it's edgier if you say it the other way. Your mum loves Devilman. Well, I mean, he is pretty ripped. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for Devilman. Prepare for Devilman. Spread for Devilman. We all agree we'd all go for Devilman. It's interesting the uh, the interest that Netflix is taking in uh, anime because the um, after its theatrical run in Japan, the uh, Godzilla Monster Planet is coming to Netflix as well worldwide. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. I've not been keeping up with that. That's going to be pretty cool. They're really investing in a lot of anime now. Yeah, because we've got like a new Devil Man. We've got, uh, I think, Little Witch Academia is coming to it soon. I've got a bunch of anime on there now, and a bunch of it's uh, coming exclusive. Like, they've got a bunch of uh, CGI stuff. One that I am in fond of is the new Cyborg 009 anime, Call of Justice. I'm not sure if I like it, or, you know, for its merits, or if I like it just because it's Cyborg 009. I love the theme. Oh, yeah, Monkey Magic did a great theme for it. I wasn't too fond of it at first, but then it kind of grew on me. It's pretty much the way it is for everything in life. Just I, grows on you. I hate everything by default. The plot is weird. It's kind of similar to uh, how uh, Re-Cyborg 009 was, with its kind of weird pseudo-philosophical things it goes off on. I just wanted to put the, uh, the older 2001 anime up there. I really didn't like the style they had with that animation. I know it was closer to Ishinomori's style, but it just wasn't what I was keen on. Just get out. Hey, we're voicing personal opinions here. Get thee behind me, Rex. It looks like something Ishinomori would draw, but just not too keen on what I'm seeing. I just, I find it a bit too cartoonish. I like me some detailed stuff. I'll be saying that you prefer Young Black Jack to the original animated series of it. I have no idea what those are, I'm not a weeb. I just, I it's see things I like them. to like stuff by Osama Tezuka. Everyone likes Tezuka. I'm about to break your heart. Whom? Osama uh, Tezuka. Japan's Disney? I thought Disney was Disney. Astro Boy. Oh, yeah. Kimber the White Lion. Baggy. In hindsight, it's not a real secret that Samu Tezuka was a furry if he created Baggy. We don't talk about that, do we? His daughter won't release his furry porn they drew. Not all heroes wear belts. And so this grand tangent of tangents that is episode, episode X. X comes to an end. We've had a bit of fun. We've discussed the terrifying bodily functions of the Kamen Riders and just generally chatted. Had a bit of chat over some anime stuff. I'm just glad to see things coming to Netflix. It's almost like we're actual friends. Yes, it's almost as if outside of these hours we spend time with each other and not sending each other feces in the post. And so as a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by tokutoystore.com. Please check them out, get your action figures, get your Qtamas. Buy things for us too, we're broke. Yeah, get things for us too. If you're getting a Kamen Rider gummy, send one our way. Juicy. And so this is Rex, signing off. Stay fabulous. Keep on riding, folks.